Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Yes, you can join us anytime on the Tempera Bed Shed. Text machine 0487 736 736. Uh, you can give us your thoughts on the Fremantle Dockers uh, captaincy. Matthew Pavlich, Matt Fife, Peter Bell. How would you rank them? One, two, three. Pav number one, five, two, Bell three. Five, one, Bell two, Pavlich three. How would you rank them? Okay. In relation to captaincy and what they've achieved, uh, you know, Fremantle captain five from 2017 to now, just handing it down. Matthew Pavlich was captain from around about uh, 2000 and, when was it, 2007, in fact. Yeah, 2007 to about 2015. So how would you rank uh, the captains in, of course, Peter Bell? Uh, a very good leader as well. All right, let's speak to our next special guest. Uh, Soa the Hulk Palele uh, is an Australian retired mixed martial artist. I mean, he is an artist in many ways, a professional from around the early 2000s till about 2015, and he most notably competed for the Ultimate Fighting Championship, which is UFC. And he joins us on the program now ahead of this huge, huge event happening at RAC Arena on Sunday morning. So, thanks for your time. Hey, Peter, thanks for having me on, mate. And how are you going? Yeah, good, good, good. Uh, obviously looking forward to the big big weekend with the UFC in, in town. So, um, you, you definitely can feel the, uh, the hype around uh, uh, the MMA fans around Perth, that's for sure. It's significant. As I said earlier, I spoke to the Chief Operating Officer, of Venues West to overlook uh, the RAC Arena, and they reckon the tickets just flew out once it was announced and once the tickets were released. There's uh, growing interest. Even in your time, the interest was growing. Where do you see UFC now nationally here in Australia? The main mainstream sport, and I think uh, where it's headed and and, uh, and how big it's get. I mean, it's, it's one of the biggest sports in the world. You know, you've got the you know, and it's up there with the NBA, NBA you know, the you know NBA and and uh, NFL and stuff. So, it is a, it is. I think it's still growing, but it's it's great to see a lot of Australians coming through the ranks as well. So, um, and, and I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, we we paved the way, and uh, and let the, the young ones come in and and uh, you know showcase their skills and represent Australia. So it's great to see. We know during the Colin Barnett Liberal government, he banned cage fighting here in Perth, Western Australia. It's only when the McGowan Labor government came in and decided to open it up. Um, there was threats at one stage, wasn't there, Soa, during your time that we wouldn't see much cage fighting here in Western Australia? Yeah, I mean, I mean and obviously, you know, with... Uh, 
uh, when, when that happened, when the, they banned... I mean, they didn't ban the MMA sports. They just banned the cage. So you could fight in, in, the, in the ring. The problem is you, it's majority of it, 85% of it is, is wrestling. So you could fall out of that ring. So it was that safety aspect that... Uh, that was taken into account, and then obviously when the McGowan government came came in, they um, he Mark kind of said, look, you know, um, think of it as a you know um, as you, as a you know as a kid, you, you're jumping on a trampoline and it has that uh, that mesh surrounding it, so mm. you're jumping around but you're not falling out of it. So that's kind of like the the, the, the safety uh, in it. But uh, it's made it, it was never banned as, as a sport, but it was just banned the way that uh, you know the, obviously the ring and the, and the cage. Why has it gravitated and connected with so many people, not only in Australia and around the world, as you mentioned in the United States of America, it is significantly popular. What do you think is about the sport that people like? I think it's just the um, you know obviously with with the uh, with the tough house that uh, that started it off. So um, when the UFC were going down and, and they were uh, they they bought it for two million dollars and thought and and they were losing money like losing every year they were losing money. So they had to do something drastic and they bought in the tough house, which has had two coaches and obviously you know people to compete in in the house and they lived in it and they, they it was like a reality TV show and that kind of you know, went went off the off the charts, and then from then on, it kind of grew. And I think it's just exciting. You know, you got celebrities that sit there and watch it um, front stage. So it is a, it's an exciting sport, and uh, the way the UFC have marketed it out. Because at the end, at at the start of it, it was one of those sports where you know, even in in the US, where um, people frowned upon upon it. Obviously, they didn't understand it. They didn't know uh, the education behind you know the wrestling about it, and, and uh, you know why they were wrestling on the ground. So. Um, at the end of the day, it's one of those sports that uh, it is growing. And, uh, mate, you think that's bad? They've got this slapping uh, competition. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but uh, I think that's worse. <laughs> A slapping competition? Yeah, yeah it's massive in America. So you stand there and you slap the other opponent and... Oh, I don't know, mate. Are you serious? Uh, sure. no, I haven't seen that. I must have a look at it. So it's a slapping competition. You sit there yeah, and you you, sl- you try and slap your opponent. Yeah, so you get one slap, and then um, and it's like you literally get a, a free slap. I don't understand it, but it's one of those uh, uh, sports that it is massively growing, um, especially in the US. So um, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Uh, but uh, again, I you know I'm each their own, and then I'm sure people that are listening today they've probably seen it and they're probably shaking their head. But uh, but anyway, that's it is you know everyone has some sort of you know. It, there's sports that uh, some crazy things that happen. So I'm, I'm going to. You got my curiosity. I'm going to actually uh, have a look at it once I get off air. Let's talk about your, your UFC career. You had a couple of stints. Yep. Uh, you got briefly involved, I think, in UFC 79, and uh, you lost to Eddie Sanchez, and then you were released from the promotion shortly after that. But you returned in 2013 on a multi-fight deal. Tell us about your experiences at UFC level. Yeah, obviously in 2007 wasn't a good year for me. You know, I uh, I was away from 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 Australia and I spent a lot of time over there competing in, the, in that uh, signed a three fight deal with the UFC. Got cut after the first first fight, so it was quite embarrassing because it was the only UFC fight at, at that time to kind of get cut. So uh, especially signing a three fight deal, but then I kind of went on a a, a running streak and had I think eight fights. Um, out of the UFC and, and obviously made my way back to the UFC. It kind of proved everyone wrong that uh, that uh, you know you, you don't deserve to be in there. But made my way back into UFC and then it, and uh, made that run again and uh, 
fought uh, probably about four times and um, and did really well. But uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's one of those things that you you know um, don't ever. I didn't want to be 60 years old and think to myself I could have, you know, um, I should have or, or could have. So anyone could do it at any stage of their life and what they want to do. So um, you know, so it's never too late. So. You were in the heavyweight and the super heavyweight division, so there was some serious muscle and brawn that you had to come up against. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the guys that were coming through back then, you know, uh, I mean, any, any, anyone that's over 110 kilos, it's it's uh, you know, you know, throwing heavy, heavy shots like that. But again, it's one of those. It's it's a, it's like a tactical game, so. Um, it's it's you know you, you it's a sport that uh, a professional sport that we've chosen. So you know you've got a mixture of kickboxing, boxing, and wrestling. So you've got to try to outsmart the other person, but also have a game plan. And I guess all that hard training and stuff that you do, um, you know, all comes into play. You've got your coaches there that put uh, a game plan into play. So at the end of it, you shake hands, and the winner's winner, and the loser's the loser. But then you have a drink after it, and then you know you see, you see you move on to your next match. But uh, mate, I loved it. I loved that. I loved the whole, um, the whole competition about it. And uh, you know, sometimes when you do, when I do watch it, I kind of I can smell that uh, that uh, <laughs> the canvas. It's like people that are old footy players. They go, I think, geez, I can still smell the grass, you know. And yeah, but, uh, but, yeah. Mate, you're a, an interesting individual. Uh, you grew up, of course, uh, from Tongan heritage. Uh, you had some very good sporting prowess, I was told. You started with basketball and you moved to rugby. You also trained in uh, Greco-Roman wrestling uh, and then you got involved in jiu-jitsu. Tell us about your sporting prowess as a young man. But, uh, yeah, I started obviously. I was at Willerton uh, Senior High School and started that you know my basketball career there and ended up playing SBL, but it's NBL one um, now. That uh, and then I went from there and, and played rugby. I went overseas and, and uh, sort of signed a contract with Bristol. So that was something else. But I, I guess the I didn't get the uh, what I needed to get out, out of what I was going through at, at the time of my life. Um, uh, battling through mental health you know struggles throughout my life and uh, and not knowing. How to how to deal with it, but uh, and the UFC it kind of helped me. I think it kind of saved my life, really. In a way, and, and people people find things in in, diff, in a different way on how they how they cope with things, whether it's stress, whether it's depression. Um, but that kind of helped me go through what I was going through. Um, but and you know at, at the stage of my life, obviously a hard upbringing, but it's one of those things that uh, I knew I, I understand it was just a band out over something that I was going through at the time. But uh, you know, if I didn't reach out and get help, you know, eventually uh, I would have probably found myself, which I did, found myself in a really difficult situation and nearly took my life. So I'm so glad my oldest daughter saved my life. And, and it's one of those things that uh, I do at this moment. I have a company called uh, Facey Fears. We do a lot of stuff. For, um, we reach, we go to um, to mind sites uh, for a, a company called Strong Minds, Strong Minds, and we promote mental health. And we do stuff at school, at kids' schools as well. And uh, promote mental health there and help educate people on, on mental health and, and, and let them know that, listen, you know, if you are struggling, please reach out, you know, because there's, there's always someone out there that are uh, willing to help you and willing to listen. Mm. So that's uh, part of my, my 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 career at the moment. So, um, yeah, so it's been pretty good. Yeah, no, good stuff. And, of course, you did uh, release a memoir some years ago about your childhood. As you mentioned, it was pretty brutal in some ways. I know that back in Tonga, reportedly your parents exposed yourself to the tough plantation life, and then you went yeah. to live in New South Wales and your uncle wasn't very nice yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's just it's part of growing up, I guess. It's um, and that's why I released the book. I call it "Face Your Fears" for a reason because uh, every day you you know everyone uh, faces their fears and what they go through. You know, sometimes I want to get out of bed. Sometimes, you know, uh, I don't want to get out of bed, I'm, and I'm facing my fears. And I guess that's why I wrote the book. Hopefully, people that do read it, um, that uh, even they might be able to take something away from it, that might help them. Mm. You know, and uh, through through uh, through something that they read. So. Um, so it's one of those things, it's a powerful thing. I think story saves lives, you know, whether they read my story or hear my story, that uh, might empower them to share their story. And the more stories that we kind of share, the more lives, I think, um, it encourages them to kind of share their stories. I think it saves lives, you know, um, the more stories that we you know, tell and and, uh, and and share um, about people's lives. Because I guarantee you, everyone that's listening to this uh this the radio now has has a story about what they've gone through in their life, and I think we, it's in, in order to to help other people, you know, to, to share stories about what they're going through, what they've gone through in their life. So I think it's mm. important. So good on you, Sala. Fantastic. Let's go back uh, to the UFC 284 that's happening on Sunday. We've got the uh, main event, of course, fe- featuring Alexander Volkanovsky, and we've got very much Jack Della Maddalena at the welterweight division. On the card as well, he's taking on Randy Brown. Your thoughts, firstly, on Jack Della, as he's affectionately known, uh, the young West Australian boy. Uh, he's almost following in your footsteps, coming into UFC from this part of Australia. Yeah, Jack. I mean, I've watched Jack Jack Della and, and made strong, really strong. And I think if he can uh, uh, stay focused, um, you know, throughout his career, I think he's he's going to be uh, a, you know someone to to watch out because you know definitely uh, a contender um, for the belt, but also saying that um, I, I think you know kind of also kind of kind of going with you know whether he does or not, kind of going overseas to kind of do some a bit of training um, overseas because then it will give him more exposure and more training partners as well where they they will push him to that next level. So. Because um, especially with myself, I had to get away and get out of uh, Perth to kind of get the best training. So in order for you to, to be the best, you've got to train with the best. So I think Jack's got a massive future and that uh, as well. So um, mm. and good, and, you know, he's from Perth as well. So I think uh, I think he's, he's he's got a massive future. Yeah, good luck to him. And finally, uh, the big main event is the lightweight program. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky taking on Islam. <laughs> Makachev, uh, how do you see that one going, and how do you rate Volkanovski? Because all the talk's been about him. Mate, Volkan's tough. He's tough. He's durable. He can go five rounds and still and still have gas. So, but it's a tough opponent that, that he's fighting. Um, Islam from AKA. So, Islam's from that stable. Um, you know that uh, these guys don't quit, and they and they've got good wrestling background. So, if Volkanovski can keep it on his feet, I think he'll do really well. Um, but if it gets down to the to the, to the ground, um, I think it will be hard. But um, you know, obviously, it being you know, I hope uh, you know Volkan, Volkanovski walks off with the uh, with the, with the fight. But I mean, you've got other Australians on the card as well. You've got Justin Tuffey, he's a guy that yeah. I used to kind of train with as well. You've got Jimmy Cruz coming from a great stable over in with Sam Greco over in Melbourne. You've got um, Tyson Pedro. Um, so some really good you know, fights on the card, and I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it on the weekend. So. Definitely looking forward to it. And so we've enjoyed having a chat to you, mate. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Uh, enjoy the event on Sunday and make sure you set the alarm. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Good Thank on you. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So uh, the Hulk uh, joining us here on uh, Sports Day with Peter Vlahos, a terrific individual uh, born uh, to 
Tongan parents, uh, Tongan descent. Uh, he was born in Newcastle, New South Wales, ended up here in Western Australia, where while he was here, got into the UFC. But if you get a chance, actually, to uh, read his memoirs, very interesting, particularly his childhood. He had a really tough, tough childhood, let me tell you, particularly at the hands of his uncle, who continually used to beat him. And uh, as Sol pointed out, growing up as a young man, uh, those images haunted him, and he did have some mental issues as well. 28 to 6. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia with Peter Vlahos.